Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the GH Report, breaking down all the craziness that happens in Port Charles weekdays on ABC. I'm Frank Moran. Hi, and I'm Carla Renata. As always, folks, like us on Facebook, give us those five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and hop in the chat. I know folks are already in there, so if you're not yet, get in on the conversation. Yep, yep, here we go. Roll call, Jerry Jacks, Kelly Public Cover, Dolores Leach, Eileen Kopik, Justin Skipper, Devin is the one, Joe Costanzo, Tom Clef, Susan Russo, I think that's Muni or Money, sorry if I butchered your name, um, Annie Gowen, and that is it as far as I can see. What's up, y'all? Oh. And Joe, I said Joe Costanzo, yeah. Hey, what's up? So cool, you want to say his name twice. I understand that. <laughs> so, you got jokes. I kind of love you for that. We're going to break down the whole week in detail like you love. Uh, but before we get into that, Carla, what did you think of this week overall? Um, I kind of love, my favorite part of this week was um, the whole Maxi situation. And, and the interaction that happened between her and Nina and her and Nina and Sasha. Like I felt I felt like Nina was having her Glinda the Good Witch moments. It was hilarious. <laughs> she was running around Port Charles being Glinda the Good Witch. It, that was kind of funny to me. But um I kind of love that. There was no surprise with, you know, the the wedding situation. And uh I kind of love the situation that popped sorry about that. Uh that popped off with Trina. And um, the situation that popped off with Dustin and Lulu and Olivia. So it was there were there were multiple storylines happening this week, kind of all over the place, which was kind of cool. And I I enjoyed that. Like it didn't focus too much on one thing. It kind of popped all over the place. And um, it didn't feel like it may have been. It may have felt like this to you, but it didn't feel like as many flashbacks this time in this episode. Did it feel like a lot to you? Uh, I mean, it always feels like a bit to me, you know, which, uh, you know, I'm not going to uh, mind. It's an opportunity to, 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 to brief the flat fast forward because I don't need to watch, you know, Chase and Willow, uh, their romance blossoming again. Like, I got it. I got it the first time I saw it. I don't need to see it again. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm glad you brought that up. But before I before I say what I'm going to say, Dolores Leach said that she misses your rap, baby. She misses the rap at the beginning of the show. What can uh-huh. you do? It's it will come back. Do not worry. And the, <laughs> it is one more. Uh, yeah, it is one more loss that we're dealing with right now. But when, when all is uh, resumes kind of its normal state of affairs and we're back in studio together, that rap will be coming back strong. So. Yep. Yep. Ah. Um, but, yep. Yep. Um, who were you talking? Oh, you talking about Willow and Chase. Willow and Chase are like watching paint dry to me. Like, I just don't care. And I know that sounds really cold and callous. But I kind of just don't care. I don't really care about Willow and Chase. I care more about Michael 
and Willow. And I feel like Willow about to grow up real fast. Cause she, I mean, when she ran into Chase at the at the PCPD, she looked like she had grown a pair. I was like, well, okay, Miss Willow. She did, she did. I'm, I'm like, what 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 happened to Snow White Willow? She kind of ran out the window. I was like, what's going on? When she ran into Chase, she was very boom. She said yeah. what she had to say, and she bounced. And there was no lurking around a corner. There was no prolonged, you know, longing looks. After she left, she turned on her heels and bounced. I was like, well, all righty then. But we did get to see the great shot of each of them waking up in bed alone, kind of looking over and seeing the empty space next to them. So, I mean, that's like Except for Sasha. Sasha was just like... (laughs) (laughs) Sasha was like... Sasha looked like she had been out with her girlfriends on a nice little bender, is what she looked like she had been on. And I love how she just ran out of, she literally ran out of bed and ran straight to the shoot. And what she was in the bed in, Miss Thing didn't take no shower. She didn't wash her face. I was like, girl, the stench that must have rolled up into that photo shoot with her must have been palpable. Because I was like, oh no. Because Maxie looked at her like, really? This is how you go show up to a photo shoot? And I, I kind of, I loved, I'm going to go back to the Maxi thing again because I just loved it so much. I loved how Maxi all this time has been, it's it's really interesting when people will sit back and they'll watch somebody that is over them do their job and have this romanticized view of how much better they could do the job if they had that job. Like, I cannot tell you in real life how many times I've seen people be in that situation, how many times I've actually thought that about somebody else. I've seen that happen in real life. So to watch it play out on General Hospital with Maxie, knowing that Maxie has sat back in numerous episodes and been very judgy about Nina or or whoever she happened to be working for at whatever magazine and whatever situation. And now she's in this situation where it's all on her, that if it fails, it's going to be a big old epic fail and a big old L on her forehead for the, for a minute, not for the rest of her life, but for a minute. And it was interesting to see how she, ha- how she was handling that. She turned into like, she turned into like the sergeant from Private Benjamin. She was like, <laughs> she was like cracking that whip all over the place. I was like, ooh, Maxie, I like this Maxie over here. Like the Maxie that's whining and crying over Peter. I can get rid of her for a minute. This Maxie over here, I was there for all of that. It uh, I, that whole photo shoot storyline. Uh, there's so many bonkers things about all of that. It was funny though. It was so entertaining. It was so entertaining, and it wasn't. This is why I loved it. Not to cut you off, but to cut you off. This is why I love, loved it. I love that we weren't looking at Willow and Chase. I love that we weren't looking at Nell. I love that we weren't looking at Cyrus Renault or Jordan or Curtis or Trina or Portia or Carly. Like I love that the focus primarily was on that photo shoot. And let's just talk about this. Who, who is a makeup artist named Baby Ange? And there wasn't nothing baby looking like about that chick. I was like, I want to know why she's called Baby Ange. Like, she didn't look like a baby. And I'm like, why is she called Baby Ange? Like, is that was that for comedic purposes? I don't understand. And what did she really do? Like they went back there and then little Charlotte came out and Charlotte was like, oh, she looks so beautiful. And I'm like, but what baby Ange did to Sasha's face, Sasha could have did that herself. It ain't like Sasha don't know how to beat a face. I'm just saying, I was like, really y'all, come on. 
<laughs> Y'all could have did better than that. And then I love how Homegirl, I don't, even, I don't even recall what her name was, but how Homegirl comes in there with a vial of Coke and how Sasha just like sniffed up the whole vial. Like the fact that she sniffed up the whole vial and her nose didn't explode <laughs> before she walked out of the dressing room was like, and she had no residue on her face. I was like, really y'all, come on now. So, yes, uh, I will agree with you. I enjoyed the Nina scene with uh, with Maxie. Thought that was really cool to see that. Uh, I do uh, enjoy Sasha having a new boyfriend, and it's cocaine. So, um, cocaine. Uh, I, I mean, this was, I. in what world would a PA just pop into the makeup room and say, here, I'm going to give you this vial of cocaine. Uh, usually, I mean, I mean, not that I've done cocaine, but I've seen enough movies and TV shows where people have these files, but nobody ever just gives it to them. They're always like, hey, you want to have a bump or share it? And it's always just a little bit. And she gives her the whole one, like, how much is this PA working? This, this PA's not making much money. She's like, That's what be, I'm saying. A whole vial of cocaine? That's what I'm saying. A whole vial. And you're going to give her the whole vial? No way. Out of here. You already know, like, Maxie's freaking out about the budget for this photo shoot, so it can't be that much. So this PA is not bringing home that much. So to give her that whole vial, I wanted to see the next shot when the PA comes back to, to get it and realize, like, oh, you did all of it. That's not what you're supposed to do. <laughs> That's that part. Hashtag <laughs> that part right there. I was like, oh, my goodness. And I do, like, just, just as we couldn't figure out that when Sasha comes back, uh, after she's alone there in the makeup room, and she's all like, yeah, let's do this shoot. What's everybody waiting for? Let's go. We have to do the pan of the makeup room and land on just- On the vial. Like, Sasha couldn't even, like, screw the cap and put it away, like, just to hide the fact. Nope, just like, oh, I'm just going to leave it just hanging out here. Well, but you'd have go. to, you'd really have to look for it to find it, because it was hidden underneath the bottom part of that makeup case. Like, it was underneath there. So you would have to flip that over to find it i'm just saying it wasn't like it was sitting on top of the lipstick you know i mean i guess there's been talk about what's going to happen with chase or sasha now that we have this new dynamic with michael and willow being married are you excited about seeing a sasha descending into a cocaine addiction storyline i don't know i don't know how i feel about that i don't know how i feel about that but i am excited to see Willow become empowered because her being the withering flower has been getting on my last nerve. <laughs> so I am excited to see her become empowered and I am excited to see how she handles Nell moving forward because you can already tell you, that scene where she was in the bed and she was putting on her wedding rings, you could already tell just from that that she was, it was like a whole it was like a whole new world had popped into her head. Like, I don't think that she really realized what marrying Michael really meant until she woke up the next day. Like, I really, I think when she woke up the next day is when it kind of sort of hit her. And I think that what Sasha predicted was going to happen is going to happen. Sasha said within three years, Willow's going to be madly in love with Michael. Child, she is she on her way there now. I'll give it a couple of months, if that. Don't you think? Well, I I, I mean, I feel like that's the only way the storyline could go because otherwise, I mean, one, the child custody hearing can't go in their way because then there's really no 
drama for the storyline, I think. So I, right. I think it's going to be 50-50 custody, I think, at, at best. So I will be curious to see now if Willa just gets half custody of of Wiley, what what else that she does other than, like, I mean, she's got to have something other than just realizing, like, oh, wow, I really do love Michael. I don't know if I want to watch just that happening for Willow, but I'll be curious to see what else she can get herself involved with. Involved well, they're, with. Al- they're also making a good point in the, in the chat, and you've said this on numerous occasions, numerous occasions as well, that Michael's girlfriends always die, except for Nell. She's like a cockroach. She can't be killed. But all of his girlfriends, they either get sick, they always die, something happens to them. So what do we think might possibly, do we think something's going to happen to Willow? Well, I mean, I, I already foresee if they're going to go with the Sasha addiction to cocaine storyline, then I foresee four, five, six months from now, whenever production resumes, we see Sasha OD and Michael races to the hospital to uh, to be with her. And there's going to be that moment where it's like, what have I done? What's going on? What, what have we done? So I feel like you gonna see that scene. So I, what that means for Michael and Willow, if they realize like, wow, we really kind of made a mistake and we do love Chase and, Chase and Sasha respectively, how do we get out of this? Can we get out of it? Right. Which brings me to this. So the court situation happens. Everything's leading up to this, this court date that they have with Nell for custody of Wiley. Everything is leading up, everything for months has been leading up to that. The day finally comes and it's looking like Nell's not gonna show up when she comes bursting through the door in a dress with a ring and a b- ring on her finger and a bouquet in her hand. Now, prior to this, we see a scene with her and Chase. We see a scene with her and Julian. Which one of them do you think she married? Oh, we, we know it's Julian. I mean, that's there's no doubt in that. Or did she marry Cyrus Renault? Because we wouldn't even seen that come. Look, I know that's far fetched. I know that's far fetched. I know it is. But look look at what kind of damage she could do if she married Cyrus Renault. And we would never see that coming. I know that's far fetched and I know it's crazy, but I'm just gonna put it out there. I'm just gonna put it out there. There are so many things about this Nell story in line that is driving me crazy. One, <laughs> where she goes to Charlie's to try to get Julian to, hey, will you stand up for me in court, say some things, be good character witness? You know, if you do, I'll make sure you get a chance to see Wiley, blah, blah, blah. Julian shuts you down. Love it. Love it. That's great. Says, hey, get out. You're, we don't serve you here. You're gone. So Julian has to leave to go help Brooklyn. Uh, and so Nell just decides, oh, I'm just going to hang here. Even though, you know, I'm at a place I'm not wanted. I'm just going to hang. And she has to so she can overhear Lucy and Sasha talking. Lucy getting the phone call from Sonny. Hey, can you officiate Michael Willis? Right. So she can right. hear that information. So then she melts down and she goes to the bathroom. And how long she's in this bathroom, uh, like the, when, by the time that Julian and Brooklyn come back to Charlie's, the place is closed. The place is closed. So you're saying- like, What no was she doing? What? Baking a cake in there? I'm like, that's a good point. She was in there forever. But nobody went and checked that bathroom before they closed because everybody else is gone. You're cl- you're closing down the place for the night. You check the premises, but nobody does. And so, of course, then we have to sit there and listen to Brooklyn and Julian have that really stilted soap opera conversation because you need to talk like that for Nell to hear all this juicy information. There's no reason for Brooklyn to talk like that. Nobody would talk like that in real life, but you have to do it so Nell can hear that information. It was bananas. It was. Uh, it was bananas. 
It was bananas. Which that I don't understand because then Julian and Brooklyn get a call and they leave. And so Nell's there by herself. So Julian locked the door. So somehow Nell got out of Charlie's and was able to lock it back up so that when Julian gets back in, he realizes it was a lock. <laughs> Wait, this place maybe is locked. It was, okay, in, in, in her defense, maybe there was a lock on the inside of the door that when you pull it shut, it automatically locks. Just saying. Are you telling me that like he doesn't have like a security code or anything? Look, well, clearly not. You do you ever see him put a security code on when he goes out of there? No. Maybe he had one. You know those locks that's like a little button on the side of the doorknob. That's it. That's it. Maybe, it was one, maybe it was one of those locks. I'm just I'm just gonna put it out. I'm just gonna put it out there. Oh. So yeah, I mean she arrives late at Charlie's and pounds on the door till Jill, which one I don't even know why Julian opens the door. But of course he has to, so Ju- so Nell can blackmail him in the barrier. Ugh. So. Yeah, that was that was that was comical at best. It really was. It was it was quite entertaining, quite entertaining. Um, I mean, and- I feel like because of that Brooklyn stuff, are they and the way that Mac is going down on Chase about like, hey, you can't keep arresting this lady because there's gonna feel like it's harassment at some point. Because he so, was harassing her. <laughs> she ripped up the ticket. And he's mad, he mad, he mad about Willow, so he's taking it out on Brooklyn. <laughs> uh, do you foresee them trying to start at least a temporary romance between the two of them? Nah, she's too preoccupied with Dustin. Mm. She's way too preoccupied with that. But you know, in, in true soap opera fashion, they always do have people hook up that hate each other. I mean, Sonny and Ava hooked up and they couldn't stand each other in a cemetery, no less. So, I mean, you know, there's that. Um, one moment that I really loved, though, was the moment where Robert wakes up in Laura's house. Yeah, that was nice. And she, and she comes, but this is the thing that I was like, oh, 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 because she comes down, she's got on the robe, it's kind of slightly open, you can see the little lacy cami. I'm like, oh, did Laura get busy? Did she get busy behind Kevin's back with Robert? Ooh, the shade of it all. And then you realize that she was just pulling his leg. She pulled my leg too, because she had me for a minute. I was like, ooh, Laura. I was like, ooh, Laura got jokes. <laughs> I, 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 one, I'm excited about a storyline that gives us more opportunity to see Tristan Rogers, John J. York, uh, involved in whatever possibly could have happened to Holly. Uh, <laughs> is she really dead? Is she not? Was the, sinking of the boat was that deliberate or was it just an accident but i just also know that given the realities of the soap opera production process there's those actors are probably only under contract for a certain number of episodes a year so we're yeah. never it, we're never the storyline's never going to turn into a front burner so i feel like we're just going to see drips and grabs of the storyline and i'll be disappointed by the lack of uh on-screen time for these actors well, they're saying in the chat room that Brooklyn is way too good for Chase. <laughs> I mean, after the way she dogged him out, you know, I don't know. I don't know if that could actually happen. Um, and then somebody else. Now, this is a, a good one. So, uh, who is it? Devin is the one is saying that, ooh, she married Dante, who clearly has mental issues. Now, that would be a good soap. That that's because they kind of did allude to he might be coming back. Like we see um, an email that Olivia has sent to him for his birthday, and he's they they haven't been talking about Dante for a minute. 
But now they're talking about Dante again. You see the email. Like I'm feeling like there. I'm feeling like there might be some kind of correlation between what's going on with Dante and what's going on with Holly. I don't know. Again, I'm just putting it out there. I don't know. But I don't. It's feeling kind of feeling a little. I don't know. We'll, we'll, I, I, I'm curious to see what's going to happen there with that. But I did love the fact that Olivia um, said that she kind of calmed down a little bit because Lulu was like, yo, I didn't just invite Dustin to come for Daddy Day. Like Rocco asked him to come. And Rocco didn't want to be the only one there without a dad. Like Olivia is so blindsided over this situation with her son that she doesn't see how anybody else feels or how anybody else is affected by Dante's absence but her and she keeps lashing out at Lulu and it's like yo homegirls is doing the best she can you know she's doing the best she can without without a father figure she's doing the best she can why are you consistently popping off and attacking her how would you like it if somebody did that to you oh yeah they did do that to you because you were raising Dante by yourself and people were popping off in your face too. So why would you do that to somebody else? It's just so foul in the big scheme of things. I mean, that, that character beat is getting very tiresome. Uh, but again, anybody yelling at Lulu at this point with Lulu's character, I'm, I'm fine with turning into Lulu because she annoys the heck out of me too. So <laughs> like with, I like when Lulu runs into Laura later after she has that conversation and the way she phrases that whole statement to Laura, it's like, I, I think I really kind of blew up my relationship with Rocco's other grandmother. Just say <laughs> Olivia. Just say Olivia. Why do you need to say it like that? Because she don't, don't want to say Olivia's name. And I ain't mad oh. at her. I wouldn't say her name either. I wouldn't let her name cross my lips either. It's just a lot going on with that situation. And I'm kind of tired. I'm tired of her browbeating Lulu. And I'm, Lulu is not my favorite, but I'm really just getting tired of her browbeating Lulu every time she sees Lulu. Like just because Dante is having some mental issues, that's not Lulu's fault. You can't keep blaming Lulu for something that happened to your son or something that your son did. Like that's your son. She ain't got nothing to do with that. Like, get, oh, I can't. It was just, it's just too much. It's too much. I, I just, well, I can't. Yeah, I mean, and especially Dante was the one that said, hey, we're, we're cutting this off. I'm divorced, I want a divorce. So need to be one thing if Dante hadn't said that and right. Lou uh, moved ahead with it anyway. I can right. see Olivia getting out of shape, but Dante's been instigating all of this. So yeah, dial it back, Olivia. Uh, yeah, but I Lulu, with her judginess, whether it's like at the photo shoot where she starts laying into Chase, like ease up, Lulu, please. You are not some paragon of virtue. Well, first of all, I'm going to need people to stop popping off on Chase too. It's like, you know, they, it was, you know what's really interesting to me? Nobody's popping off on Sasha, but they all popping off on Chase. Do you notice that? Which usually in a situation like that, they usually pop off on the girl. Like when it was Ava messing around and doing shenanigans, they would pop off on her all the time and they never said anything to the guys. But with this situation, it's the opposite. Have you noticed that? Yeah, I mean, we did get Lucy's kind of like, Hey, I know what it's like to be the town. Be the boy. town tramp. I yeah. Was like, <laughs> like, and the look on Sasha's face when she said that, I'm like, Lucy Cole, look, Kettle, I'm gonna need you to go sit over in a corner somewhere and have several seats. <laughs> I love Lucy. Lucy Cole 
she Lucy Herring has made such a huge unforgettable character out of Lucy Coe. Like she just makes her clueless and make no matter what is going on in Port Charles with anybody, somehow Lucy always finds a way to make it about her. Always. She always finds a way to make it about her. And I love how in that moment, homegirl was like, look, let me holler at you for a second. I know what it's like to be the town tramp. And Sasha was like, is that what they saying about me? They calling me the town tramp? And Lucy was like, well, <laughs> look, that look that she gave her was just pure shadiness at its best. I love her so much on that soap. I love her, love her, love her. Ooh, I'm so glad when they, I'm gl- so happy that they bring her back because this is just, it's just good times whenever she's back. It's always good times whenever she's back. Um, I did want to talk about Trina though. and But you know what I did notice this week before I start talking about Trina? I, and I probably noticed this before and forgot to say something. The guy that's playing Cyrus Renault, he's just he's disabled. He has a hearing aid. Did you notice that? I, yeah, I have noticed that. I love that. I'm like, okay, G H, strong J, strong J for you know having somebody that you know. Okay, okay, but um, he gives me the creeps. Like I don't, I don't have to look him up and see what he did before because every time he comes on the screen, I'm like, ooh, like I just want to go, ooh. I just want to get some hand sanitizer and be like, oh God. I'm like, just, I just can't. Ugh, ugh. But when he comes into that um, hospital and Trina comes charging for him, I live for those moments where Trina pops off. Because Trina looks like she is one fistful shy of taking somebody out. Like, I, just, I, I need for Trina to just go pop, pop, one good time. Just, I just need to see her punch somebody in their throat one good time and have them pull her off. I just need to see it once, just one time. Just one time, have Trina pop off. But this time, her mama pulls her off, Portia pulls her off, and then when Curtis comes to her rescue, after she didn't jumped all up in Cyrus Renault's face, I'm like, oh, this little girl ain't got no shame. She gonna get up in the mob boss's face. That's guts for you. And then Curtis pulls, <laughs> Curtis jumps in front of her. Are you okay? And she's like, why do you care? I'm like, I'm getting, t- that I'm getting tired of. I'm getting tired of her popping off on Jordan and Curtis. Like enough is enough. Cut it out. I mean, Cut again, it out. it's one of those things where, you know, in real life, people take their time to process this stuff and you kind of give, you know, you give them that, that possibility. But man, in the soap opera world, cow, like two weeks of that is like six months or eight months. So uh, after having these many weeks of her just doing that same thing, talking, I really yeah. need to know what's next with Curtis Portia and Trina. What's next in the storyline? You hold on one second. They're, they're saying in the um, chat room that the guy that's playing Cyrus Renault was Billy Clyde Tuttle. No, he wasn't. That guy that played Billy Clyde Tuttle just passed away on um, General Hospital. I mean, that was on uh, All My Children. He just passed away. This is a different dude. I don't know what show he was. Oh, somebody said he was Carl on Another World. Yeah, because he wasn't Billy Clyde Tuttle. The guy that played Billy Clyde Tuttle on All My Children just passed away. So I, I, I just wanted to like uh, give y'all some insight on that. But continue, Frank. <laughs> uh, so I, yeah, basically, it's, I, I'm done with the the, the character beats of Trina laying into Jordan and Curtis. So like, can we move on to this next? Because I feel like every time this happens, we're getting the same thing again and again and again. And I'm waiting for for Portia to be a little more stern with, I mean, she was a, she stood up a little bit for like, hey, dial it down on these two. But man, uh, I mean, I know, again, just 
somebody needs to put Trina in check real quick. Well, I think they kind of, they hold an, so as a black woman, I think that they're holding off on having Portia be that person because we already got Trina being that person. We don't need every black person on the screen being the angry black person. We got Curtis popping off. We got Jordan popping off. We got Trina popping off. We don't need every black character on the show popping off. So I think that's why they kind of have Portia being the docile one, being the one that's the voice of reason. Cause you know, black people be feeling some kind of way about every black person on the screen being the angry black person. Cause then it becomes all about, well, why they angry? Why they gotta make the black people angry? The white people on the show are angry too. It ain't just about the black people. And truth be told, if somebody killed your daddy, you'd be popping off too, black, white or otherwise. So there's that. But oh, Absolutely. I mean, and, and it's true. I mean, that's real life for sure. But man, after so many weeks of getting that same kind of scene, Whew, that's what I'm go. saying. I'm just saying. I just need her to go pat pat. I just need it one time. I just need a pat pat one more time. I just pat, pat. I just need it. I just need it. <laughs> I just need to be like pat, pat. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I just need it. I need it in my life. I need it so much. Uh, one, uh, I, we've moved on from the photo shoot, but one other thing I want to bring up before we okay. completely to bed is when Sasha does show up for this photo shoot and she's all hopped up on Coke, and she's ready to go. The, the, the setup for that photo shoot, extremely lame, because she just basically walks into the corner of that room. She gets, like, tucked into the corner. Like, that was it? Where the That does not look like a photo right, shoot. Right, because they talked, Maxie talked about this photo shoot and how much money was spent. So y'all spent so much money to put her in the corner of the room? Like, did y'all did uh, did the whole budget go to craft services? I'm just saying because there was a plethora of craft services over in the other corner. There was all kind of snacks over there. I was like, can a sister get a snack? <laughs> and I would think if that's a place uh, where the photo shoot is happening, you know, you keep talking about this photographer. Where the heck is the photographer? He's hanging out what in the corner somewhere? Like he would be right there. Uh, there's to be the you know the crew and everybody. Oh, the lights. Oh. Look, I think this, I think this is what happened. I think this was toward the end of when they were trying to shoot. And I think they probably didn't have the full staff there. So they weren't able to create a set as full and as lush as they normally would have under those circumstances. So I'm going to go with that. I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a cut them a break. And I'm going to go with the fact that they didn't have a full staff to kind of like, you know, work that magic like we would normally see it. Don't you think? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm going to think that they they had, you know, I, I would think that it, because you know, think like even at our places of work or mine, I mean, we were all full staffed until we weren't. So, right. Uh, then it yeah, was like, I mean, and I feel, and not for nothing, but y'all that are listening and y'all that are watching us on YouTube, y'all need to just go in the comment section. And give the staff at AfterBuzz TV a big old clap, 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 and a big old thumbs up. They are operating on fumes. And they are producing and writing and doing everything that a full staff normally would do on a weekly basis with just a handful of people. They are working it out. And they're doing it very enthusiastically. And they're positive. Nobody's been complaining. It's a beautiful thing. So... Every time you see Frank and I here doing general the General Hospital Report or the General Hospital after show for you, 
know that there are some people that are operating on fumes so that you guys can enjoy the shenanigans of Frank Moran and myself every <laughs> Sunday at six o'clock. That is true. Uh, the, uh, the, the After Buzz staff has been fantastic during this time. Uh, they find a way to keep bringing that great content that not just for this show, but for so many shows that fans love to watch. So it's absolutely, been absolutely, absolutely. I very I real positive, but I will be positive about that. <laughs> you would want to be positive. <laughs> I see. I, look, I just have to. I have to go off course for a second. I see you've been Amazon busy. <laughs> I see them Amazon back boxes in right. the background. That's right, man. You know, you got, I mean, I'm, I'm doing my, my shopping from home. Look, I'm not mad at you. I'm an Amazon fiend, too. As a matter of fact, when I get off this, this meeting right here, I'm going to go grab mine from the locker out front. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one other thing, too, is where I, I drift some drives of other storylines. Uh, the scene between Carly and, and Chase, I, again, much like the scene with Carly and Sasha, I do like that Carly is cognizant of the sacrifices that the uh, Chase and Sasha are making and is at least without, can't fully admit that she knows because then she's got to tell Michael, but at least in her way saying, thank you so much for doing what you're doing. Right. She's being hella understanding under this because she went through that. She went through this with Jason and with AJ and with Michael and Sonny back in the day. So she knows exactly how, Sasha and Chase feel and she has so much empathy for them it's actually quite lovely for her to see that what else I just want to say this real quick what else was really lovely was the fact that everybody was so positive about Willow they went from being totally against Michael marrying Willow to now they're like oh you're gonna love the families like she was marrying Prince Charles or something or (laughs) Prince Harry or Prince William I'm like, child, he ain't royalty. He got a little bit of cash, but he ain't royalty. What's going on? I can't. Yes, yeah, I know. It's. <laughs> I can't it, with that. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'll. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess I'll just take it as I take it as it comes and see where the storyline goes. Uh, so, they're, so they're asking in the chat room. They're saying, will there be a GH report during the GH repeats? Probably not. Um, because they, Frank and I have discussed and we have come to the conclusion that most of these repeats are shows that we've recapped in the past. So we probably will take a little break, but if we end up with an interview with somebody from the show, we'll make sure to promote that so that you guys can see that. But we have four more episodes left this week. So we will do another GH report next Sunday. But after that, it's a little sketchy, but we'll, we'll take it a day at a time and let y'all know. Right, Frank? That's right. Yes. I mean, it's after that, it's three weeks of hot nurses ball content coming your way. So uh, all the way from, 20, to yeah, from 2014 <laughs> up to last year's nurses ball, I'm, uh, I'm great. As much as I love the nurses ball, so I can hate on it and complain about the whole premise about it. Uh, I don't need to revisit things I've already uh, shared my frustrations with. But if they show a nurse's ball that we haven't seen, then we could probably talk about that. You're like, no. (laughs) I am absolutely good. Yeah. Uh, I I, I mean, unless we want to do a full hour on Mac and Mr. Marvels, then yeah, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) But who, maybe. I hate you right now. I hate you so much. 
so I mean, that's the one thing though, is when the show comes back, uh, do you want it to pick up immediately where the show ends next Thursday? Uh, just pick up nothing, have missed the beat, or would you prefer the show to treat it as a time jump? We jump in three months later and we, we pick up all the storylines three months later. I don't know how I feel about that. I, I think a time jump would make more sense is what I think. It would make more sense because if we picked up where we left off, it'll just drag out a little bit and I don't know how the viewers will stay engaged for that. I think if they did a time jump, it would keep people a little more um, engaged. Well, I would, I would agree because I, I feel like these repeats, I mean, uh, ABC is try, has to play their hand of devils and they're having to deal with trying to keep viewership going during a time where they don't have fresh content. So, I mean, viewership could decline a little bit. I feel like if they want to get behind promoting something I, uh, when the show does come back, having the fact that you could tease all new status quos, that's a cool time jump. We're going to see characters and situations that we weren't expecting. That's a, a cool way to suck some people back in, possibly. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see what goes down. So I think that's just about it. We covered everything, I think. Yeah. I mean, we're not, uh, I mean, it looks like we won't be getting a nurse's ball this year. Uh, I mean, that is one thing that even if the show, I mean, if the show comes back and picks up right where it left off, we do we get a nurse's ball, but it shows in August or September? Well, we were having this discussion before, and I, I, the nurse's ball is always in conjunction with Heart Health Month which is happening either now or in June. So I don't know if there's another month during the year that they dedicate the heart stuff. Maybe they will do something dedicated to COVID-19 just to update it a little bit based on where we are in the world right now. But um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Do you want to see General Hospital acknowledge COVID-19? I do. I think it would be, I think it, I think, it would be nice for them to acknowledge that. Like if it, it, it would be nice for them to acknowledge that. I, I I think ABC has always been really really good, especially with their soap opera content about acknowledging what's parallel in the real world. So I'm pretty sure that maybe they are working on dealing with this pandemic and infiltrating it into the soap. Maybe we, maybe they will come back sooner than we think. Maybe they have some, um, what was that? Maybe they'll have some Zoom episodes that they'll do, you know, like maybe two or three or something like that, because that would be in real time. If you're dealing with a soap opera in real time, then you have to show, you kind of have to show what's happening in the real world. And ABC has always been so, so really, um, on point with that, you know, they were ABC and General Hospital was talking about AIDS before anybody else was with the whole Stone storyline and with Robin. And, you know, they've always been ahead of the curve with everything. So I'm hoping that they they keep that through line when it comes to this. I hope that they don't ignore it and just act like it didn't happen. That would be unfortunate. I, I mean, that is something that would make me a proponent of doing just a time jump. We jump in late August, early September, and we're and everything else is then just put on pause. And it's a good explanation for why maybe there aren't as many people around on sets, extras and stuff, because we're not going to really have that. Doing a nurse's ball is not really going to work, at least in the beginnings of production. It's not going to, you can't have that many people around. So no. maybe, uh, they, maybe they will do a nurse's ball um, virtually 
because a lot of people have been doing that and I've seen a few of them and they, they actually go really well um, when they do those virtual things, those virtual money raisers and fundraisers and things, they go really well and some of them are extremely entertaining. So, you know, maybe ABC will infiltrate something like that. I don't know, but yeah. But then we miss out on that hot red carpet reporting because everybody cares well, they could, they could, they could, they could still do that virtually too. Because I'm doing junkets, I'm doing junkets virtually, and it's pretty hilarious the way they're doing it. Like they're putting us <laughs> in a hospitality room, like they would if we were really there. Like it's, it's pure comedy. It really is. And I just kind of, you know, I kind of put myself on mute and put an image up because I just can't be staring at the screen with a ring light on for that long. <laughs> like I was, there was one day I was staring at the screen so long that I think I detached my retina or something. I was like, I have got to just turn these lights out. It's too much production happening. <laughs> well, hopefully, uh, when we come together next Sunday, we'll have a little bit more idea of what's in store for GH after the the three weeks of Nurses Ball stuff. ABC Absolutely. says they're going to it, but they haven't yet. Maybe they will by the time we meet next Sunday. Uh, Absolutely. Yes, but uh, we'll definitely be back here next Sunday to say a, a little farewell to everybody. And uh, as we take a, a little hiatus, you know, that's all right. Just a little bit of time. You'll, you'll miss us. You'll miss us. And yeah, we'll you're used to us taking hiatuses anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> it's not like we've never done it before. <laughs> uh, but thank you folks for joining us here. We look forward to seeing you next Sunday as well. As always, like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And thank you to each and every one of you that are in the chat. If you're watching after a stream live, though, feel free to comment down below. And if you want to stay in touch with either Carla or myself, even after the show's over, Carla, where can they find you? You can find me across all social media platforms at The Curvy Critic. You can also find me right before this at Black Hollywood Live for my show, The Curvy Critic with Carla Renata. Next week, I will have Janelle Monet and DJ Shangela Pierce from We're Here on HBO as my guests. And on Mondays, you can find me right back at AfterBuzz TV doing the after show for HBO's Insecure. Look at that. I've got nothing going on, folks. So I'm <laughs> uh, not about how much nothing I have going on at uh, the Jackie. So <laughs> that's going to do it for this episode of the GH Report. Again, we'll be back here next Sunday with an all-new episode right here on AfterBuzz TV. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.